Today we hear the story of Jesus cleansing the 10 lepers. And by far my favorite detail from the entire story is the fact that the one to come back, all 10 were cleansed, but only one comes and gives thanks. The fact that the one to come back was a Samaritan. This detail is important because although he was the one who was most grateful to Jesus, he is also the one with the least reason, with the least reason to be grateful. Samaritans, on a Jewish account of the time, they hadn't really kept the faith God as God had established it with Moses. Samaritans and Jews, they had a common ancestry. They both practiced the religion of Moses, according to them, and they were both descended from Abraham. But on the Jewish account, Samaritans hadn't kept authentic accounts of God's relationship with Israel, namely the scriptures. They had some scriptures, but Jews said they're not the right ones, they're corrupt. Samaritans didn't have the place that God could be worshipped as God himself had asked to be worshipped, namely the temple in Jerusalem. They had a different temple, but it's not the one that God asked for. It's not the one that God established. You see, this guy, this foreigner, as Jesus calls him, hadn't received some really important gifts, some really important gifts from God, like the temple and the scriptures, things the other nine had received and should be grateful for. And yet this foreigner was more focused on God, even though he had received less from God than all the rest. All 10 had been healed, but only one, the one who had the least to be grateful for, could recognize the source of the great blessing in his life of being healed and cleansed of, rep, of leprosy. And the source is Jesus. This points to something really, really important about his relationship to Jesus. Namely, it wasn't the miraculous healing. It wasn't the miraculous healing that ultimately connected this man to Jesus. That wasn't what was most fundamental about his relationship to him. He was healed, yes, praise God. The gift of healing and the reality of miracles are extremely important and beautiful. And it's good for all 10 of these lepers to be cleansed. But ultimately, for this Samaritan, it was gratitude that connected him to Jesus. It was gratitude that connected him to Jesus. And for that reason, he was most able to see God and recognize the activity of God and to know that Jesus was the Son of God, the very presence of God on earth. By the way, this theme, more to be grateful for, yet less grateful, the other nine, it actually reminds me a bit of class this week. It affects us all. As you know, I teach eighth grade at St. Mary's Academy here in town. One of my classes that I teach finishes right before lunch. After we finish class, the kids go to lunch. We've had something like two months of school now. We've established a good routine. But this week, someone raised their hand and said, Father, why don't we pray before we go to lunch? And I said, you, you don't pray downstairs? I thought you prayed downstairs. No. They said, no, all my years of school, I've always prayed before lunch in science class, and English class, and every other class. But now in religious class, religion class with the priest, we don't pray before lunch. 
And I hung my head and I said, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, bless us, O Lord, with <laughs> these side gifts. I'm, I'm not the Samaritan, you know, I'm the other nine. All ten received the gift of healing, but there is only one that we are explicitly told had saving faith going on. There's only one that had saving faith going on. Jesus said to the grateful Samaritan, go, your faith has saved you. Out of all ten, only one heard those words. Go, your faith has saved you. You can see the weight of gratitude. You can see why gratitude is a weighty thing. Giving thanks to God is not a fluffy thing. It's not a trifling thing. It's not a small thing. Gratitude is directly tied to the soul's ability to see God and to receive God. And if we take Jesus' words seriously, go, your faith has saved you, gratitude is also directly tied to the soul's readiness for salvation. If we're more grateful, we're more ready to go to heaven. If we're more grateful, we're more ready to receive heaven from God. If we take that seriously, I think we can only conclude one thing. It's possible to go to heaven with leprosy. If Jesus hadn't taken away this guy's leprosy, he was still ready for heaven. It's possible to go to heaven with cancer. It's possible to go to heaven with heart disease. But on the other hand, on the other hand, it's not possible to go to heaven without gratitude. Oi, oi, oi. That's a weighty thing. The difference maker between heaven and not heaven isn't whether or not Jesus did this miracle. The difference was whether or not the man could recognize the gift of God and give thanks for it. That was the difference maker for him. We actually, everyone, we actually say what I just said at every Mass, believe it or not. Every single one, we say that. In fact, it's when it happens right before we start the most important part of Mass. So ready? Here we go. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks. I say it at every single Mass. We say it at every single Mass. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is tr then I say this. Every single Mass. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation. Our duty and our salvation to be a good person. No. No, that's not what I say. No, it is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, to give you thanks. Father, most holy, almighty, and eternal God. Every single Mass, we state that fact. Gratitude to God the Father and saving faith go together. We state, literally, it's our salvation. It's our salvation to give thanks to God. What's really nice is that prayer I just mentioned is that it goes on to name the very things that's most important to be grateful for. Now, the part we just said together, that's at every single Mass. The rest of it, it changes. I mean, you'll hear the same ones from time to time, but it can be different things. But it has the same theme. Basically, 
it gives thanks to God for stuff like this, the incarnation. The fact that God the Father sent his son to take on human nature for the salvation of the world. It gives thanks for Jesus' suffering on the cross and for the fact that he rose bodily from the dead. This prayer gives thanks for the hope of freedom from sin and death. The fact that Jesus takes sin, Jesus takes death, and Jesus gives life eternal. It, ha- it expresses gratitude that bodily suffering and bodily death is not the last say. Eternal life with God lies after. And it expresses gratitude for the possibility of salvation. God the Father doesn't have to offer salvation. He doesn't have to offer salvation. He chooses to. If he had to offer salvation, there'd be nothing to be grateful for, right? We would be deserving of it. But the fact that he does offer salvation, he chooses to out of love, that's something to be grateful for. And we express gratitude in that prayer. You know, everyone, it's okay to pray that way. The way this prayer talks, it's okay out of the many, many, many things that we're to be grateful for, job or family or or food on the table, be grateful for those things. But every now and then, it's okay to kneel before God the Father, to kneel before God the Father and simply say, say, thank you for Jesus. Done. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for offering salvation. Thank you for the Eucharist. And then just to ask for more salvation. I need salvation. I need more Jesus. That's a beautiful prayer to make. It's a simple prayer to make. And it's a foundational prayer to make. It's the prayer of the Mass. In fact, everyone, I I should just sit down right now. I think I made my point, but I get too excited. And so one more detail to add to this. In fact... The very center of our faith, everyone, the Eucharist, the presence of Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the host and in the wine, the Eucharist. It's Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's actually really important here. The word Eucharist literally means thanksgiving. When the Samaritan man comes back and thanked Jesus, the word in Greek is Eucharisteo, Eucharisteo. He came back and he Eucharist Jesus. He thanked Jesus. One of the most important points of the whole Mass, and why we even attend Mass, is to thank God the Father for sending his Son, Jesus Christ. And we call that Eucharist. We come to Mass to give thanks to God the Father for sending his Son, Jesus. And then we get to receive Jesus. And we call that Eucharist, Thanksgiving. So, in this story of Jesus and the ten lepers, the one with the least to be grateful for was actually the most grateful. The one with the most gratitude, the most grateful soul, is the one who could recognize God the best. The one with the most grateful soul was the one who was most prepared to receive salvation. He could have kept his leprosy and gone to heaven. But not, he could not have made it without his grateful soul. And last, the Mass is the best place of gratitude. And it's a place where we most fundamentally come to God the Father and thank him. 
and thank him for sending his son, Jesus Christ, our duty and our salvation.